Hi and welcome to another episode of Outspoken. Today you're joined by journalists Amy, Sophie and Kate Torber. Now guys, it's been a pretty crazy week. How are you guys all faring in this new world? I'm pretty shocked we're not in isolation, to be honest. I didn't think we would be sitting around at Sophie's house again being able to talk like this. I thought we might be having to do a phone chat. We all are trying to self-isolate at the moment, but we're not in official lockdown. So I think it will only be a matter of days before we are, though. Now, we don't want to dwell too much on the coronavirus, but I think it's ignorant not to sort of discuss it somewhat. But I thought a more positive way we could talk about it was we're obviously preparing for a lockdown. It's imminent. Now, what are some t- what are some TV shows or YouTubes or Instagrams people should be following to get through it? <laughs> well, I'm sad because I've already watched two series of this or binge watched two series and it's Sex Education. Please don't watch this with your parents because there's some quite full-on sex scenes that the first episode has the full-on in the first 30 seconds sex scene and Reese and I looked at each other and we we're like, oh my God, but push through. It's so good and it's addictive. They're, they're hour-long episodes, but they just go by so quickly. I have been recommending this to Kate and Amy for so long and neither of them have watched it, but maybe they will when we're in lockdown. It's all American. No, not going to watch it's it. It's about <laughs> an American football player and his rise to playing at a really high level football and it's during his high school years and it shows this disparity between him living in South Crenshaw and then him moving to Beverly Hills. I've been watching I've I've been watching Love After Lock Up again. OG listeners of the show will have heard me talk about this before, but all three series are on nine now. So there's no excuse not to watch it because everyone's got time and my mum has got onto it and she is loving it. So please write that show down. Now, everyone's been talking about how everyone's got to start all these new hobbies and passions Mm. whilst we're in lockdown. Now, I have discovered one thing that I am not good at. What, having a hobby? No, that's cutting hair. So we had a wedding on Friday, which we were worried was going to be cancelled because of everything going on. Thankfully, it went through. And my boyfriend didn't want to get his hair cut because he's been really worried about going into shopping centres. Anyway, so he trusted me to shave the sides of his hair. And I literally almost sent him bald. It was insane. So what happened? Were there patches or what? It was so patchy. So patchy so because I would I would go up with the shaver and nothing would happen. So I kept going over geez. and over the point. And did he go and get it fixed? Yeah, he had to go and get it fixed. And we've recently found out that someone at the shopping centre that he went to has corona. So that's great Oh, well, news. that's lovely. So your disgusting haircutting has led to him being... Oh, Sophie, but so many people have been to Marion Shopping Centre in the last week or so mm. you should be, hopefully everyone will be okay that's there do you know what's funny so if you don't know this but for your birthday kate and i were going to get you a model glass house have you seen those oh, the miniature ones yeah i have so i'm almost kicking myself that we didn't because you could have done that in your lockdown so what do you do is it actually real it's you a little model it? it's a little model so you make all of the stuff oh, oh, that it's is really so cool, cool. i still would, get it <laughs> yeah it's on wish i think it's about 50 oh. bucks i'd recommend people to buy one they look amazing well i have been racking my brains thinking what the hell i'm gonna do also because i've just found out i've got two months off of annual leave being forced um so that should be interesting and one thing I was thinking of doing, because I've become obsessed with these organizational Instagrams, I, I actually feel old now because I love you them. Are. And there's this one <laughs> called Living an Organized Life. And Amy and I just have been laughing about it so much because <laughs> this lady, she is fantastic, but so full on. Like everything's got a little box 
and even like the batteries like yeah. she sorted all of her batteries but that it. actually makes me feel physically ill no but it no, sounds insane but i kind of like it and i think a lot more people will be pushing for this organizational sort of life because in this time because it kind of makes you feel in control of things but one thing that she was doing a lot of was setting up her easter decorations and i'm quite sad because i feel like i really want to go get some decorations from bed and bath but i've been waiting for them to go on sale and now i feel like i've pushed it too far um but one thing i did order were these really cute cookie cutter things from this shop and it's like a custom cookie cutter shop and i was like wow i'm gonna order these online and then i literally found out it was just up the street from me it was so weird so i'm picking them up later I love it because Kate keeps sending me the Insta stories of all the organizational people and I just lose it because their descriptions of everything crack me up. So when we, well, if we do go into lockdown, I've decided I'm going to reorganize two rooms in the house. So Kate, I'm going to start sending you all the Insta stories of me describing. And this is where I put this. And well, this for anyone labeled. who knows Amy, she's probably the most disorganized person I know. So it'll be interesting no, to see how you go with that. I actually wanted not, to go Sophie. over and yes, help you her. Are. So if I can still go to Amy's house, I'm going to be her organizational queen because when Amy and I, we lived together for a year without Sophie and there was a point where she just has so many clothes. It's actually ridiculous. Yeah. And they're all gray jumpers. I'm selling some online. Well, <laughs> so if anyone wants any, go to Marketplace. There's more than gray jumpers, but they were just, her stuff was just overflowing out of every cupboard. And I literally had to stand there with a garbage bag and be like, you want it? Nah, okay. We're throwing it out. Like I feel Can like I? that's the same with this room organization that's going to happen i feel like i need to throw some shade back because we're sitting in sophie's house and she's acting like she's queen of sheba here and i find it quite funny because your downstairs is always quite tidy if you Hmm. walk up there's it's a little bit different there's lots of clothes thrown around but you have a cupboard like monica or friends so (laughs) i didn't even realize there was a cupboard it's kind of like one of those harry potter cupboards and soph opened it the other day to get i think a phone cord or something from it and all of these bottles just kept falling out (laughs) it's like the junk cupboard anyway it seems like we've all got a bit of time where we can start organizing ourselves now, moving on to what's been filling up our news feed and influencer Sky Wheatley's got into a little bit of trouble. I don't know if you guys saw her post on Instagram, but she put up a rather glamorous shot of herself and her baby Forrest and they were posing in sort of like, I don't know, like Instagrammy clothes in this. It was like of, a grungy photo shoot. Yeah, down down the supermarket aisle in the in the empty toilet paper aisle and she put up this po- uh, this picture to advertise a competition for some person, obviously some company that's paid her and it really angered fans. What do you guys make of it all? I thought it was extremely distasteful considering the circumstances that we're in. Also, it's very unsanitary to be touching metal. It doesn't isn't Corona supposed to live for up to 24 hours on metal surfaces? I think it's about three days actually. I mean, it's also kind of a bit poking fun at the whole situation as well. The fact that those shelves are empty. It's actually a big worry for a lot of people. It's it's funny because they're actually really nice photos. As you said, they've got this real grungy vibe, but it just looks weird. As in even having Boris with the sunglasses on, it just, I think it was a situation that was completely misread by Sky. She might not have tried to be offensive, but I can understand why people were angered by it. Well, I think with Sky, she has been called out for being quite tone deaf on a lot of things. So I think it was just adding fuel to the fire, a picture like this. 
Yeah, talking about tone deaf influencers, I've noticed a few. I I don't want to name and shame anyone because I don't want them getting hate. But just as somebody who has a small business and is obviously stressing around what that's going to look like over the next couple of months, I've found some posts quite offensive. Obviously, we spoke last week about influencers and celebrities telling people to stay home and to self-isolate. That's great news. But when you've got a business to run, it's also really difficult because you want to be making money in the time you can. But a lot of influencers were talking about, oh, don't worry, you know, don't stress about being at home. Like, it's actually really cool to be at home and relax. It's like, yes, of course, who wouldn't want to stay at home for 14 days and watch TV? But it's more that I don't think they understand the stress of money not coming in. Well, I think that's where people have been a bit naive with the whole calls for a lockdown straight away. We've got to worry about our economy at a time like this, as well as the safety of people. I think the economy has gone to hell already. So just lock it down to ensure that this doesn't go on for, you know, if you don't lock it down now, we're going to have a lockdown anyway. So it's just going to push it longer and but longer. But we, we've also got to start following some of these rules that the government is putting out. I mean, obviously, it's been talked about a lot, those dipshits at Bondi Beach. The tone of the media, though, seems to have changed because it's been there's been a lot of articles about how millennials don't have to worry because they won't get it. But, you know, stay home to protect your grandparents and all of those kind of messaging. But what we're seeing now is a lot of articles talking about how young people can be severely affected by coronavirus virus. So I'm wondering whether it's actually true or whether this has been a move by the media to make people more responsible for their actions, because it seems like a lot of us young people are being really selfish. And it's only when our own lives are at jeopardy, it seems that the media think we might actually act appropriately. Yeah, I definitely think that's the case because there has been an influx of those type of articles. But back to Bondi for a second, there was some chatter around the fact that the information the government has put out is quite difficult to understand. And I kind of can see that. I mean, I think that there was no way that amount of people should have been on Bondi Beach, but it's been very vague about having to be a metre and a half away. I mean, when you're watching television, they haven't changed any of the distance between, say, the people on the project or, I mean, one stupid thing I noticed when I was watching the football before it had been cancelled was the fact that the players are obviously high-fiving and tackling each other, but then the media interviews were done two metres away. It just seemed really stupid because everything else was operating exactly the same. Mm, There's so much contradictory advice. Well, talking about the government's messaging, I did enjoy the press conference that went live on Sunday night, which was obviously announcing the fact that we've moved to a stage one in this process. And there were little little funny bits to come from the press conference. Obviously, it was supposed to be quite serious, but a highlight for me was when ScoMo told off reporter Andrew for asking him yet another question. He said to him, Andrew, you don't run the press conference. You've had multiple questions and completely scolded him in front of everyone. And that has turned into a viral meme. There's been a lot of differing opinion about this. I actually quite liked it because I've been watching all of the press conferences unfold. As soon as Nine News has a live press conference, I'm watching it. And it seems like a bit of a dick measuring competition amongst the journos who can ask the longest question and who can sort of get their voice heard over others. So I thought, go ScoMo. But I don't think that's anything different. I mean, I've been involved in weekly press conferences with sport and they're all the same they all want to have their long questions no i don't think it's anything to do with the coronavirus though i think it's just in general i was quite impressed how scott morrison seemed to know most of them by name and their personalities and oh you've been waiting over there your turn and but i mean to be honest i had totally different emotions sophia while watching it you said you were enjoying it i was filled with rage 
our mother is a she's just turned 60 yesterday happy birthday to mum that's why this episode's a little bit late but she is on the front line in schools she's got asthma and she's teaching all these kids plus she also is a dental therapist so expected to check kids teeth i was fucking appalled that they have not shut the schools down. I mean, I have a differing opinion to that. I agreed with what Scott Morrison was saying. I think that if kids are left to their own devices at home where parents are working, they're going to be taken to the streets like we've seen them doing and potentially putting older people at risk at shopping centres. But they're not out on the street. I have seen multiple children out on the street hanging out in, in gangs. But if they're out on the street, at least they're isolated away from people at risk like but the they're teachers. Not, but they're not isolated from people. A lot of old people are still going out on the street to get groceries that they need. Well, They'll be coming that, into closer contact with well, the amount of children. A that's a factor that the parents have to put into place. And that's why a lockdown but, should have but happened that's, now. That's the unfortunate situation that we're in with, as a lot of people are turning to concentrate on their businesses or their jobs they're doing. They don't have the time, especially with teenagers, to say, hey, you're staying at oh, Look, let's be honest. People that are working from home will not be working to their full capability that they are in the well, office. that's just my opinion and I personally agree with do you what know the what? I think do you know what gr- they need to be doing in the schools is they need to be bringing in more hand sanitizer. They need to have the children learn how to keep their distance. I agree with you, Amy, on the whole hand sanitizer thing because mum said that they haven't even given her anything and that she has to go purchase it herself and it's not even available. Well, personally, I think there should be a rule in place that if you are 60 years of age or you do fall into that vulnerable category, you should be given leave with pay. But we've also found out that a lot of young people are vulnerable as well. Can I just ask a bit of a lighthearted question? So, you know, you mentioned that mum works at a dental clinic. She told me the other day that they've had an email go round that they're now counting how many face masks and how many toilet rolls are in each clinic because people have been stealing them. My question to you guys and maybe to the listeners, we'll put up a poll, is have you been tempted to steal toilet paper or face masks? Yes, to be honest, because I can't get my hands on any toilet paper. I haven't had any for three weeks. And every time I go to the shops, there's nothing there. To be honest, two rolls of toilet paper may have been taken from work. Now, to keep this a little bit lighthearted, the other thing that came out of this press conference was Scott Morrison's mention to children congregating at trampoline venues. One thing I love about this is a Twitter page already emerged of a trampoline venue. Sorry, what was it? A trampoline venue. (laughs) It is a trampoline venue. Yeah, and I said something about children are not to congregate here. (laughs) I suppose we have to laugh. I mean, it's quite interesting the amount of memes that are coming out of this situation. It feels like the memes are bringing everyone together. I, for one, am loving the memes, especially from friend of the show, Amber Harrison. She seems to be putting them up all over Instagram. So go give her a follow because they're bloody entertaining. I saw another video and it was showing the perils of, of Skyping from your computer. So there was, I think it's been debated. Sophie thinks it was a student. I think it was someone in office, but it was an older woman who didn't realize that her camera was still rolling. And while having a meeting, she went to the toilet in the middle of it and it kept her sitting down and then I actually thought the people on the call were quite polite because a few clearly noticed and started giggling and the lady who was talking was obviously so involved in what she was saying she didn't realize she's like 
what's going on? What's going on? And they're like, no, no, don't worry. It's all good. Has this ever happened to you guys? Like, have you accidentally gone live on Instagram or called someone when you didn't realize? This actually did happen to me a couple of weeks ago and it was humiliating. I was You went to the toilet, did you? No, I didn't go to the toilet, but I had a day off and I was watching maths and then I got this message from, it was from a GM at the MBL and our CEO and there was someone else in the message that, you know, when it just comes up as just a number. So I clicked on it trying to see who the pers- other person was and then it started FaceTiming oh. the whole group oh, and I literally threw my phone down and then people started answering. It was so embarrassing. That A similar thing happened to me. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but in Instagram DMs, there's now a function where you can record a message to send to people. And I was in, I won't say who it was, but I was in a message with someone I don't particularly like. And I started bitching about them and my finger went down and it started recording and I had to hold it because it automatically sends the message. <laughs> Why do they oh do that? Oh my God. I don't, I don't actually know how I managed to cancel it, but I think you can unsend messages yeah, now as well. I do remember a time when I logged into my Skype to find conversations with you and your boyfriend on there. So that was quite embarrassing for you. Mm. I don't know why you were using my Skype name, but well, what about Snapchat? Let's not talk about that. What about Snapchat, the group chats when they're like the button to get off the chat is so close to the bloody video oh, conference yeah. thing. I'm always calling everyone. And weren't you, Amy, didn't you accidentally say something about someone in a group Snapchat and didn't realize that they were involved in the chat? I think we've all done that before, haven't we? <laughs> mm. It's the worst feeling. It is. Now, talking about mishaps on social media, Jamal Murray, who's an NBA player, had a massive mishap. Now, they're, all the NBA players are, of course, in lockdown, and they've all been pretty active on TikTok and Instagram. But I don't think this was the kind of activity the NBA were hoping that the players would post. So Jamal has... He claims he was hacked, but a video went up on his Insta story of him receiving oral sex from his girlfriend. She has since deleted her Instagram account over the whole hoopla. But he's claimed, yes, that he was hacked because there were a few other dodgy things going up on his page. That old chestnut. So hang on. So was it on the Instagram live or was it just uploaded as a video? I think it was an Insta story. I just don't get how that happens. I I think it's absolute bullshit that it was hacked. And and he has half a million followers. Imagine how many of those are young kids that would have seen that. And especially the fact, because I'm so bored at home, I'm always looking at my (laughs) Instagram stories. So I feel like it would be getting mass engagement at the moment on his stories. Now, something else that's been really cool that's popped up on Instagram is a new page called Love is Quarantine. Now, it's a spin-off from the show Love is Blind, which, Kate, I believe is one of your favorite new reality shows at the moment. Yeah, I think I've recommended it about 10 times on here already. So Love in Quarantine is an Instagram page that two guys in New York made up, and they were both in quarantine. So they were trying to find something interesting to do and perhaps also make a little bit of money on the side. So basically singles can sign up and audition to be part of the, they call it an Instagram show so you can audition to be part of it and you do so by putting up an Instagram telling a bit a little bit more about yourself and then basically these two guys have a spreadsheet and they match different people and either via Insta story or messaging or video chat you have little dates with these people and it's so far in the space of about a week there's 14,000 followers to this new page and they've also started selling t-shirts and I think they've sold over a thousand of these shirts and they're putting all of the money back into research for COVID-19, which is a nice move. That's really cool. So the people that are chosen, are they documenting it from their end on their phones and whatnot? And then is it going to be put out there? Yeah, the, 
the Instagram page reshares a couple of the bios and shares a few little tidbits of the date. So it is like a cool way to engage with people and Did for people to connect. Tidbits or tidbits? Tidbits. Oh, okay. Sounded a little bit different. Now I've got a thing on my phone where I keep, or in my notes section, I just write down when Sophie has said uh, different blonde or had different blonde moments. So yeah, instead of umming and ahhing, she said humming and ahhing. Is it a long page? To be mm. fair, it was humming and ahhing. No. So she still doesn't know. It's umming and ahhing. Yeah, I know, but I, 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 the thing that I said wrong was humming and ahhing. Riveting. I wonder what we'll be talking about next week when we've been in proper <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> well, I think it's just lucky that we're not in lockdown with each other because I honestly think we might actually kill each other. Well, we're going to wrap it up now on a high note. And as I mentioned, it was our mum's 60th birthday yesterday and dad surprised her with a nice gift that, well, wasn't really a surprise because she picked it out herself. But the wrapping was somewhat of a surprise. So can you explain to us what happened? Now, mum's very organized and she has a box that's full of different colors of wrapping paper and she's very organized with it. Now, dad wasn't aware of this box. So he, How can he not? It's been in the house for like 30 years. So he was looking for some paper and all he could find was an old piece of Christmas paper and then a random cut off of some other kind of floral wrapping paper. So he decided to turn the Christmas paper the opposite way so it wasn't Christmas themed and connect it to the floral piece. And he's wrapped her present up in this mismatched wrapping paper. So, yeah, it was, he was very creative, though. I mean, he could have just popped to the shops. Things still are open, but, you know. <laughs> I don't get why he just didn't wrap the whole thing in the turned-inside-out Christmas paper. Well, the mind boggles. Now, if anyone is interested... Oh, it was because he said that uh, the half was actually birthday paper, so he wanted to ensure that it had some form of birthday theme to it. Now, we will wow. put a photo of this on our Instagram page. Now, we've been bad with it. We actually will put up a photo, and you can tell us if you've had any mishaps like this. And during this lockdown process, we really want to put together a series of podcasts that help everyone through this really tough period. So this week we have spoken to a relationships expert to give some advice on how to date during this global pandemic. So that should be a really interesting one to look out for on Thursday. Now, if you have enjoyed today's episode, we would absolutely love it if you could share where you're listening from. We assume it must be inside somewhere. And it would also be great if you could subscribe, leave us a rating. Look forward to talking to you guys soon, maybe in isolation, but who knows. 